You are listening to The Dr. Kinney Show, and I'm your host, Erin Kinney, a naturopathic doctor and speaker who's passionate about teaching you how to understand what is happening in your body, why your body is reacting the way it is, and how to make the appropriate changes in your life to get your body back into balance. Something I've learned from my private practice is that the more patients know about their health, the more likely they are to make better diet and lifestyle choices, which ultimately leads them to a faster recovery. Each week, you are going to learn actionable tips, tricks, and teachings from myself, along with the help of top experts in the holistic health community, so that you can make better informed decisions about your body and your healthcare. Let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Dr. Kinney Show. This week, I've gotten a request from a lot of people to talk about ways that you can improve toxicity levels just with kind of your everyday life. So I spoke in one other episode, I was talking about when you microwave butter, something happens to the butter, the the confirmation of the fat changes and it actually turns into a carcinogen. So anytime you eat anything that's been microwaved that contained butter in it, you're actually consuming this really not so great form of fat that exists in butter. So there's there's some things that you can do to kind of hack or avoid certain toxins, chemicals, pesticides, certain things that can have a major impact on you at a cellular level. And I just wanted to talk about some of the some quick, easy ways that you can remove certain things like this from your life, and, and they can have a big impact on your health. So number one, we're going to talk about using a microwave in general, but particularly using a microwave for food that contains butter. And I know this sounds a little bit crazy. Most people are like, oh my gosh, well, of course, I'm going to use my microwave because it's so easy to heat things up or reheat things. Well, microwaves aren't really that great. I know they're quick and easy, but it's actually just as easy to quick to heat something up in, say, a, a toaster oven or right actually on the stove. I moved into a house when my kids were really little. My kids were maybe 18 months and three and we didn't have a microwave. It was kind of an older house and we were renovating the house and we just, for the first two months, it was so annoying. I didn't use a microwave very much because I've always been kind of a freak about microwaving butter. My granddad was a really, really intelligent chemist and way, this was a very long time ago and he used to, when we were little, he would tell my parents, he would tell us, never ever put butter in the microwave. He's like, that butter turns into a chemical that you definitely do not want to ingest and he was probably the smartest man that i've ever met so i i I try to live by that rule so i would say if you can if you can avoid microwaving things and particularly if you're using butter in a recipe to heat it up do not put that butter in the microwave put it put it in a toaster oven put it in the oven warm it up in a saucepan i know it seems like it it's i mean it's an extra dish sometimes but you are doing yourself a big favor by not putting butter in the microwave so anyways we lived in this house. There wasn't a microwave. I was annoyed because sometimes I'll heat up water quickly in the microwave or certain things that you know don't contain butter. But it actually, after about a couple months, I was like, I don't really need a microwave. It's kind of and so we lived. I lived in that house for three or four years, no microwave. And now I live in a house that has a microwave. I think I've used it maybe three times, just because I got so used to not using one. So after it, it becomes pretty easy to not use one. I have a toaster oven. I have you know a couple like small like cast iron pans that I leave on the stove that I will easily, I can heat stuff up in really easily if I want to reheat things. I'm not huge on reheating leftovers anyways. Sometimes people with histamine stuff, you know, leftovers tend to be higher in histamine content. So some people don't love them. I'm not saying don't eat leftovers, totally eat leftovers if that's your thing. 
but definitely don't reheat those leftovers, particularly if they contain butter in a microwave. So that's one big thing that I would say you can kind of remove like a probably a toxin that you might not have known you were consuming, but that's one way you can kind of like upregulate your health a little bit there. The next one is plastic water bottles. So in plastics in general, so maybe back on this food topic, if you are going to use a microwave for something and you're heating something that doesn't have butter, make sure it's in a glass container. Do not put plastic in the microwave. Plastics, when you heat them, they off-gas and they're going to off-gas whatever chemical is in that plastic. Now, there are certain plastics that are somewhat safer. The BPA-free ones went up, but they still have chemical compounds in there, which again, when they're heated or when they go to, if they go to extreme temperatures, they're going to off-gas certain chemicals that when your body consumes them, one more thing your liver has to break down. And some of those compounds are things your body actually doesn't know how to break down. So you know what it does? It's going to put it in your fat cells. It's like, I don't know what this is. I don't know how to get rid of it. It seems like it's going to cause damage to organs, tissues. So I'm just going to store it in the fat over there because fat acts as fat acts as a protector against things. So the more chemicals and the more crap we consume that our body doesn't have the capability to remove, again, it's going to go into your into your fat cells because that's how your body protects you from those chemicals. Now, this is all fine and well until you want to go to try to lose weight. And sometimes people really struggle with getting rid of fat cells if those fat cells contain toxins that the body's like, yeah, no, we're not getting rid of that fat cell. That fat cell's got, you know, you drank out of those four plastic water bottles when it was 80 degrees outside and you off-gas all that stuff. No, no, no. We don't want to deal with that right now. We're overloaded. You're drinking caffeine and alcohol and doing all the other things. The body's like, I got to deal with that. I can't handle detoxing what's already in there. So you guys know that analogy that I use about the house, you know, your body being a house. And, you know, when you want to lose weight, it's like that basement closet filled with junk. Every time, so like, you know, eating any sort or consuming or being exposed to certain chemicals, it's like, someone bringing in stuff to your house that you're just storing in the basement. You're like, yep, that's not something I even want. I don't even need it. It's ugly. Get rid of it. Just put it in the basement. But you don't have the time or the space to like either tell them no or take it to the dump or take it somewhere. So you're like, it's just going in the basement. We're just going to put it there. And it just, the stuff just keeps accumulating and accumulating. And this can be a problem over the time of our life. So the less stuff that we can let in, this is really funny right now because I, I live in a, a smaller house than I used to with my two children who are constantly bringing in toys and stuffed animals and you know kids that just there's art projects and crafts and we're currently in a phase where we are just cleaning out everything i'm like we're in the cleaning out the basement phase i'm getting rid of it all because we're just things are overloaded there's no room for anything but this happens in your body and it's, it's i find this metaphor people resonate with because everyone knows like you get to that point where like there's just too much stuff You're like, oh my gosh i need to take a weekend so i actually have the time and the space to get rid of it but so one of the ways we can prevent more stuff from coming in or again, are, are stopping some of these toxins. So like I said, don't microwave butter, plastic water bottles. I have a rule for me personally that I only drink out of a plastic water bottle if like there's no other source of water and I'm so parched and I can't access that I'll be like, okay, I'm gonna, and sometimes that's on an airplane when I don't want to carry, you know, my, my refillable water bottle. But though you don't know, so the thing about plastic water bottles is you don't know where that plastic water bottle has been. You don't know if it's sat in a hot truck for two hours before they just popped it in the refrigerator. So there can be a lot of off-gassing chemicals in the plastic water bottles that you might not have control over. So maybe you buy them and you keep them cold and you're like, oh, these haven't gotten too hot or too cold. They're going to be fine. It's always a little bit of a crapshoot with plastic water bottles. So, and I find and I've talked to a lot of my patients about this, when I when you stop drinking out of plastic water bottles, 
you'll notice that the water tastes different. Like when you drink out of a, like when you fill your water up from like a, a you know, a, a filtered water somewhere and then you go say drink it, even in like a nice, a nice pot, like a Fiji water or something that you're like, ah, I can, I can just taste a little bit of a chemically taste. So I know it's not always the easiest thing, but you know, go purchase one of those cool Stanley cups that everyone's getting and get a good water filter or, you know, and a lot of, if you work somewhere or your gym, like you're going to have access to filtered water. And it's, so our bodies aside, it's so much better for the environment too, to not be, you know, using plastic upon plastic upon plastic. So it's kind of a win-win for our bodies and the earth. So that's number two. So kind of on the same plastic line of thinking is takeout containers. So, you know, takeout food has got its whole thing. I'm not gonna talk about the actual food, but when you order takeout, typically they put that food in a plastic container. And the food is usually very hot. You put hot food into plastic, the plastic becomes warm. We are then going to get off-gassing from the plastic into the food. I struggle with this one a lot because our my kids really like pho. Like we, we love we love Asian soups and things. And, you know, during the pandemic, we ordered a lot of pho, but it would come in these plastic containers. And I would immediately as soon as I get out, get it out of the plastic and try to put it in glass. But I know that it sat in that warm plastic for however long it took for the delivery man to get me there. It doesn't take that long for a chemical to get off-gassed when plastic has been heated. So this can be a big one. I don't really have the perfect solution to cutting this out. I know takeout is an option that sometimes is the best for people in a certain moment. So, But it's just something to be aware of. So going and eating at the restaurant is usually a little bit better because that food is not going to sit in the plastic containers. I'm Plastic is, again, there's just a lot of chemicals in plastic. And when you heat them up, they're coming out, they're getting into your body. So something else to be aware of. And then the fourth and final thing I'm going to talk about, because this, this, this stuff can feel really overwhelming, so I don't want to throw all the things, but just being aware of what goes on your body. So I think we think a lot about what goes in our mouths, right? We think about the food, we think about the water we drink. I'm talking about like eating from different containers. That's all going inside the body. But guess what? Our skin absorbs anything you put on it within 15 seconds. So whatever you're putting on your skin, whatever you're cleaning with, whatever makeup you're using, whatever lotion, whatever shampoo, anything that touches your skin after 15 seconds, it's basically like you're eating it. However, it's a little bit like whatever goes on your skin, it actually gets into your bloodstream, you know, a lot faster than if you were to eat something. Because when you eat something, you know, it goes into your mouth, it has to then get absorbed in your stomach and then or break it down in your stomach and then absorb the small intestine. So, you know, Obviously, if there's chemicals or certain, you know, toxins in that food, that's going to have, you're going to absorb those. But if you place like a lotion on your skin that has toxins, those toxins are getting right into your bloodstream, right? It's going to come right to contact with your arterial walls. So this this becomes a big deal when we're kind of thinking about like cardiovascular health and artery health. Your body lays down cholesterol to protect itself from toxins, from anything that shouldn't be in the bloodstream. So if the body doesn't want something touching the arterial wall, that's when the body's like, hey, cholesterol, here's your job. We're going to lay, lay you down. And so it's a good thing your body does that. Like cholesterol has a, has a has a very important role in the body. But if, you know, there you've got a family history of high cholesterol, you've got a family history of heart disease, or you're struggling with that, one of the kind of lifestyle things you can do is is clean up what's coming, what's, what you're putting on your body and, and some of these other things we talked about, any sort of chemical coming into your body. So Again, diet is one piece of that. We want to be mindful of the food that's going in. We also want to be mindful of what's going on the body. And 
females in particular, if you're listening to this, and some males too, use a lot of products. Like a lot of stuff goes on our body. We use a lot of beauty products. We have, you know, lotion and makeup and shampoo and conditioner and toothpaste and deodorant. And, you know, there's a lot of personal products that contain a lot of stuff. So one of the things that I like to have people do is to kind of just do an inventory, just so you're aware of what's going on. So do an inventory. Be like, okay, from the start of one day to the finish, what am I using on my body? Like you wake up, you brush your teeth. What happens next? Do you maybe put on lotion? Do you wash your face? Do you put on makeup? Do you, you know, put something in your hair? What does your body come into contact with? So you don't need to change anything. The first step is just becoming aware, like how many products and how many, and then, and then maybe once you've done that, you're like, okay, I've been actually like, I'm going to read through these product labels and see what they say. Just become informed about what's going on in your body. That's Again, that's where we always want to start. There's a really great website called EWG, so the environmentalworkinggroup.org, that will give beauty products and cleaning products a rating. So they'll say, hey, this product is an A+. There's like very little chemicals, very little fragrance. This is something you definitely want to use in the body. Or it might say, hey, this, this product, it's a B-. It's, it's okay. It's not great. So I find it's a really good practice. So once you've kind of taken an inventory, Put your products into the EWG and see what you get. Like, do you get you get A pluses on all of them? Are some of them not so great? And you know, our bodies can handle some of this stuff. Like our liver, we do have the capability to break down some stuff. But but if you're using a lot of stuff and you're having a lot of symptoms, or you can't lose weight, or you feel really fatigued, or you know your body's really struggling, it might be time to change some of the things that your body is having to detox and get rid of. We might need to go on a break where we're like, you know what? I'm not going to use as many beauty products for a while. I'm going to make some of those changes. I'm going to stop microwaving butter. I'm going to, you know, stop using plastic water bottles. I'm going to, you know, not get as much takeout or, or maybe I'll go eat at a restaurant, but I'm not going to, I'm going to have it sent home in a plastic container where the plastic gets into the food and then cleaning supplies also. So if you're using stuff, because or if you're going to clean, like use gloves, have it not come into contact with the skin. The other way that chemicals, we obviously can breathe them in. So if, if you're using chemicals that are you know, highly that you can smell a lot. Like if you walk in, you're like, whoa, it smells like bleach. You know, that's an exposure to you. That's a way that the body can pick up toxins as well by breathing things in. On that note, candles and plugins with scents, any sort of scent, these can be another kind of hidden way that your body can get toxins. So candles are a big one. I'm a, I'm a, who I love candles and candles are great. They often contain a lot of chemicals in them. So when you burn the candle, those chemicals are getting out into the air. You walk into a room, you breathe them in. And so this is a this is particularly a big deal if you're trying to get pregnant for both men and women. So all of these toxins can go in and they are endocrine disruptors for you and also potentially for the little one that you might want to make. They can affect egg, they can affect sperm. I just was part of this really cool fertility summit and there's a lot of talk about toxicity and clothing that you wear and toxicity and all the stuff that's coming in and just being really mindful of what's coming into contact with your body. And fertility is one thing. Obviously, this can have a big impact on your actual endocrine system. So, you know, I treat a lot of patients for hormone imbalance and fragrances and a lot of these chemicals have a major impact on your hormones. They are thyroid disruptors. They can disrupt the brain and the body the body talking to the brain or the brain talking to the ovaries, it, it disrupts feedback loops. So it can start to affect cycles. I think this is particularly an important topic to make sure that teenage boys and girls are aware of, particularly if they're struggling with acne or skin issues or hormone issues or anxiety or mood issues. You know, if they're, if they're using a ton of bath and body products and slathering stuff all over them and candles and scents in their cars, and it might be time to like make a little bit of a change. 
The good news is, is you can still use products. You can still have good smelling candles. You just want to make sure that they're done with essential oils or more natural things that don't contain all the chemicals. So essential oils can be a really nice swap. If you really like your home smelling a certain way, go get a diffuser and pick out some essential oils that you like, or you can get, you know, candles that are made with essential oil and not with chemicals. Sometimes with candles, you have to be careful because sometimes they don't actually list all the ingredients on there. And if something just says fragrance, that typically means it's it's not good for you. And there there's a lot of nuances in here. And I'm not, I'm actually not an expert in this. So I'm just giving you the information that I tell my patients and that I kind of use for myself. But again, the EWG is a really great resource to go and like put in the brand of candle that you want to buy or put in the brand of whatever you're looking at. And they'll tell you about the brand. They'll be like, hey, this brand does this and it does that. You can again you can do this for cleaning supplies. They also come out every year with the Dirty Dozen and the Clean 15. So for organic fruits and veggies and non-organic fruits and veggies, you can it, it gives you the Dirty Dozen are the, the fruits and veggies that you absolutely want to buy organic. So this is another big realm that I didn't really put in that list of the thing, but, but making sure that your food is not heavily pesticide laden is a big one. Pesticides are poison. They come into the body and they wreak havoc on your digestive tract. They cause a lot of problems. And, you know, a lot of people feel really good when they're eating whole good foods and they don't tend to feel good when they're eating food that's sprayed with stuff. And a lot of the food that gets sprayed are the processed wheats, the processed grains. Like this is why a lot of people feel better. What? So maybe you don't have a gluten, like an actual gluten issue. Maybe you don't have celiac. Maybe you don't have a gluten sensitivity, but you cut out gluten. You're like, well, I feel so much better. Gluten is one of the most pesticide laden foods that we have. So most people feel a lot better not eating gluten because they're not consuming high levels of pesticides. So that's a big one. And like I said, fruits and veggies can be, there are certain ones that it's very important to buy organic, but then they also come out with a list, this list called the Clean 15, that those, and this changes from year to year, depending on where things are grown, what's being sprayed. And so they're, they do a pretty good job of, of staying up to date on what's happening, where things are coming from, and how to make sure that you know you're buying like if you're going to spend the money on organic, you're doing it for the right reason versus, you know, if you're like, okay, like usually fruits and veggies with like thicker skins, like bananas or sometimes like melons are, are on that clean 15. So those you don't necessarily need to go hunting for organic credit. You certainly can. And it's obviously organic is always going to be a little bit better, but there are some things that it's not as important. But usually the berries, the so strawberries, raspberries, blueberries, asparagus, there's a few other things that are usually always on that dirty dozen list. But that's a really good, again, that we website is a great resource for all of these things that I'm talking about today. So, and again, kind of the idea about this or the reason why I wanted to talk about this is that there's a lot of other in a lot of other things coming into the body that's not necessarily the food itself that can have, can have a big impact on how your body functions. And this is not to say that food is not of utmost importance. Of course it is. But if you're already eating what you think is a really healthy diet, and you haven't really seen any changes, particularly in your weight or your energy or your mood, it might be time to kind of look into some of these other things. Maybe you're eating a really healthy diet, but you're drinking tons of plastic, drinking water only out of plastic water bottles and you get takeout a couple of nights. Maybe it's healthy takeout, but it's in that plastic stuff. And maybe you're reheating your healthy food that contains a little bit of butter in a microwave. I don't know. But these are things that you can kind of start to make some small shifts. And they, when you do these things, just like any small habit that you better, you know, that you, that you make better, they add up and they, this one in particular makes a really big impact on your body's cellular health. So again, this will relate to weight. This will relate to protecting your body from aging faster too. The more toxins 
and the more stuff that's in there, the faster cells are going to age and the fat, like the less your cell can do its job properly when it's having to deal with getting rid of crap. So just think about it, if, you're, if your house is full of stuff, like right now I'm in, a, I'm in a current state where my house just has so much stuff in it for my kids. It's like something I can't stop thinking about. It's like clouding everything else. So I'm like, oh, I gotta go home and I gotta, gotta meet the trash guy because he's coming to take this. And so it's your body is like overloaded. So it means it can't do its other job as well as it should be able to. So I like to make sure that you guys understand these concepts of why it's important to be thinking about these things like not microwaving butter or drinking out of plastic water bottles. It's important because it's stuff that's coming into your body that your body has to deal with. And the less crap like that that your body has to deal with, the more energy your body's going to have to do the things you want it to do, to make your skin look healthy, to give you energy, to sleep better, to digest your food better, to lose weight faster. So all of these things that we want, you know, sometimes we're, we're hindering our body's ability to do what we want it to do because you know our bodies do want to perform for us but sometimes our bodies are like wait i would love to do that for you but you keep putting that crap in me and i gotta focus on getting that out so anyways i'm gonna wrap this episode up but some things for you guys to think about some things to kind of like assess again you need to go make all these changes overnight go maybe assess like Take an inventory, do a week and be like, okay, how many times do I use my microwave? How many times do I get, you know, take out in plastic containers? What stuff do I put on my body? What stuff do I clean my house with? What candles do I have around? Whatever, just take an inventory and see what it is. Maybe it's low, maybe you don't have, you know, maybe your, you know, input from all this stuff is not at a high level and that's awesome. But maybe you're like, oh, well, I didn't actually even realize that I was doing these four things that, you know, maybe they have an impact and then change it up for a little bit and see what happens. And you might notice, you have a pretty profound shift. So anyways, if you guys do any of these things and you do feel better, let us know. You can send us an email at info at drarenkinney.com. You can message us on Instagram. And if there's any other topic that you want us to talk about, again, please reach out. I love getting, again, this was something that I got a bunch of messages like, hey, can you chat about this on the show? So all you guys who are asking for it, welcome. If there's other things you want me to talk about, please let me know. Thank you guys again for being amazing listeners and I'll see you next week. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Dr. Kinney Show. Be sure to follow the show and leave a rating and a review. It supports me so much. Plus, I always love hearing from you guys. Thanks so much for tuning in, and I'll talk to you next week.